0: Blog
1: Talk
0: Radio. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We have had an exciting time. And you know, because of the intensity of this season, the season that we live in, we have to um really hone in and go deeper into some areas of the church. And so that's what he has me doing. And um uh, it has been quite interesting We have been on a series And we're going to complete this series tonight On thinking like a Christian And so it's a very uh, interesting passage I think that will really help us Grow into God's likeness and image. Amen. And so I think this is going to be um, a great, 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 great. Um, okay, I'll do that. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Now, God gives you some stuff that you already knew you had, but you didn't know to what extent. Okay, I want to give you
1: some new information tonight and I don't normally do this. So we're just going to flow in the Holy Ghost and um and kind of do what we do, amen. Amen. Okay. Going to go into, you know,
0: Uh, Handling Conflict God's Way Okay, because we're going to bridge The Book of Philemon with Colossians I'm going to read some stuff to you And hopefully by the end of it You're going to appreciate This uh, lesson Amen Did y'all know that the study of The Book of Colossians Is a um, (coughs) Direct uh, Uh, That it's a parallel addition, if you will, to um, it's an addition to Colossians. Philemon is because Philemon was a member of the Church of Colossae, and so we're going to bridge uh, the Book of Philemon with Colossae tonight. In addition to uh,
1: examining scriptures. To uh,
0: bring together this lesson in uh, totality, in
1: its totality. Amen. Amen. All right, let's pray.
0: Father, we praise you and thank you for this day. Oh, wait a minute. Before I pray, let me um, put a plug in as I have been every night for our Ministers Coalition and our. Uh, Urban Glory Campaigns, Supernatural Systematic Studies, <laughs> All right, S3, UGCS3, amen. And so um, I have been, those of you who know and those who are part of the staff know that I have been struggling with that name, it's S3, the Lord gave it to me, but I'm branding it in my mind, amen.
1: <clears throat> and so um, I think this is going to be a blessing to you, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Okay. All right, just making sure I have
0: everything in order, and we can get started. Okay, but
1: I want to encourage you, on the 27th, we're going to... um, Okay, yeah. Okay, okay.
0: We're going to um, really cover some stuff. All right, let's pray. Okay, I'm ready. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know how the Lord prepares you for things? We have a a good outline tonight, as we always do. And um, we're just going to go forward. Amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Knowing that this is the day that you have made, we rejoice and are glad to thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It's the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit, who is the educator and guide, that gives me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought. I say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear. What the Spirit has to say to the church and Father, and everything that shall be accomplished, everything that shall be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Everybody take a deep breath and exhale. Just kind of breathe. You know, and what we want the Holy Spirit to do in these next few moments is to breathe and bring together our discussion. On thinking like a Christian. Scripture says in Corinthians, no longer conform to the ways of the world. Romans, rather, um, 12 1 2 3. No longer conform to the ways of the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Scripture also indicates that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he the, the sum total of your, your reality is based
1: on your perception. And
0: so, what we often all have to do is—is—is is, is that prayer that says, "Search me, O God; try me, and see if there be any wicked way, and lead me to the way everlasting." So we have to constantly be in reflection, uh, and and review, and revamp, and renew our sense of accountability—not to men, but to the Spirit. Um. We see two forms of conflicts um, in Colossians and Philemon. In Philemon, you see an external conflict amongst Christians um, that have been converted and that were once familiar with each other from a fleshly standpoint and was demanded, and it was the expectation of the authority of, of the universal agreement with the church. Or that they would handle uh, their conflict spiritually versus carnally. So you see an external conflict, and in in Colossians, so the church that was elite or the church that was uh, placed pivotally in in Rome, uh, or a hundred miles east of Ephesus in Asia Minor. Modern-day Turkey, together with here Prioklas, you see this in Lodisia, in Colossians four and two, it was made up of a tri-city area. So this is a metropolis, a place of health, pleasure, relaxation, known for commercial trade and politics, and known simply as a as a as a as a town that you pass through. It was mainly pagan strongly intermingling with Jews and there was about 11,000 Jewish freemen in the tri-city area so you have three cities and it's one of those those passaging small towns that you go through um, in order to, to to develop yourself in a in a in an a, a, other a national scene so it's a very cultural place so here you see uh, uh um, a a internal conflict, okay where the conditions of the church at large were being addressed by the heresy and the and the habitual hypocrisy that was trying to erode and eradicate purity in faith versus religion. so this these were in, in, internal conflicts. And not external if he be risen with Christ set your mind on things above or change your perspective so you see in Philemon external conflicts with how we interact with one another and you see internal conflicts with how we interact with one another in Colossians those four chapters now when you bridge the gap you're all dealing with different types of conflicts but they all come to certain conclusions Certain conclusions. One, remember who you are,
1: or reinforce the reality of your redemption, or your identity. Do you get what I'm saying?
0: Reinforce the reality of your redemption. And then restore the role of righteousness through Christ Jesus. Because both of them, if you're going to reflect the image that you carry within Philemon, you're going to have to eradicate. Your perspective on how you should interact with Onimus, who you put in in, in um, indentureship or enslaved, who now you need to treat as you would treat me, Paul. And so then that same that same charge of exemplifying that or uh, reflecting the image that you carry within would also be appealed to the Colossian church, who would have to overcome those five areas. Of, of conflict that they experience in teaching, in philosophies, in judgment, in worship, and doctrine. <laughs> teaching culturally, of course, doctrines are teachings about Christ or principles of Christ. So there are distinction in that. And philosophies are, are points of truth which we develop culture around. And 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 develop a mode or a sense of accountability in our thinking universally. So you have a you have a there's a certain expectation that you in the body of Christ should all be able to be identified with the man Christ Jesus. The reason why we can we can all have that commonality is because we hold him in preeminence or we hold him in a place of authority where he dictates how we love what he loves. We walk like he walks. We talk like he talks. We live like he lives. And in that, when the, when, when the apostolic authority is not present, present for um, Lehman because the communication of your faith or the display of your convictions the display of your conversion the display of your commitment the display of your connection and the display of your consistent your characteristics that cannot be denied those displays that you have for refreshes the entire body of Christ and we don't have to be there to know that you're going to do it because we asked you to. So Paul gives an authoritative command wherein we, through the relationship that we have with the Holy Spirit, are provoked to ascend to a higher realm of thinking in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? Obedience, attaining obedience for external conflict is 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 what we're we're going after to exemplify the nature of Christ to the world, but internally thinking like Christ, and and becoming one with Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit is really to confirm or to develop stability within our soul to align to God's will by adhering to the authority in the gospel or what makes us think, which is uh, compliance to the will of God, which is also obedient or resolve to righteousness existing in a right state with God where God can trust you can he trust you to convey his character over your carnality can he trust you to to exemplify his standards when the stains of the world and the pollutions of the world suggest you do otherwise can he trust you not only can man trust you based on an authority, a respect for the authority that they're given by God to rule, but can God trust you based on a connection and you being committed to reconciliation where you can display God's love to your family, to your friends, and to anyone that comes in contact with you. So both, both scriptures in, in Philemon and Galatians are pivotal to the church really thinking like Christians. You know what I'm saying? So in in Philemon, we learned three things. The cost of his command, the compliance to conform to his love that is effectual, and the challenge to reflect the reality to be authentically the church or to be just like Jesus. And then in last night, we talked about discovering the importance of finding one function. Function can only be achieved when we embrace God's plan, we equip our mind, we experience the supernatural, we express the authority of our new nature, and we expose our lives to a new world order in him, in him, in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? And so finding those, the finding function and finding freedom and finding faith which is without faith is impossible to please God. Anyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's in the water of those that diligently seek who? Him. Where do we find him? In our life is here with Christ and God. We do not know where we shall appear, but we know we shall be just like him. Why do we know this? Because Colossians lets us know, if ye be risen with Christ, set your mind on things above where he's seated. In other words, gain access do whatever it takes do whatever it takes to exemplify God's nature God's love and God's effect to the world do you deal with it do you get the point all right so these 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 scriptures are are important uh, uh, of course uh, we don't have to go to the, the, the fact that Paul was in prison that's irrelevant but we can see in Colossians the preeminence factor that, God, that Jesus was uh, was uh, made uh, in one through three, uh, made superior through creation, redemption, and through service or sacrifice. But then he also warns us in chapters
1: two through four that that you got to you got to stay
0: consistent with what you believe. And in doing that, you, you need to watch out for philosophies, for religions, for uh for uh counterfeit worship, for um for uh just submitting yourself to cardinality. And the only way you can do is just set your mind on things above, in other words, change the way you think, and then re re right, change your mind or renew your mind, right? Resolve to righteousness. Which means I resolve to obey God. What how do I resolve to obey God? Is it's quite simple. Put off the old man. And then he tells you exactly what the old man is in um in in three verses five through nine, chapter three of Colossians. He tells you what they are five through nine and five through seven. And 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 here's what um here's and then he tells you to put on the new man. And the new man is in, created after righteousness and uh, in Christ Jesus, all the Christ-like qualities. Do you get what I'm saying? In chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, do you get what I'm saying? Y'all hear me? I hope you're hearing this and, 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 and
1: getting notes on that as well. Now, uh, uh, finding faith
0: was raised to our conscience when our actions were motivated by the success of Christ. And what was the success? The, the ability to convert us to a new nature, a new as a new nation, and a new norm or a new way of governing ourselves. And 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 here we pick up as a supplement insight to look into the the ministry of uh, the revelation of the book of Titus. Okay, in Titus 7, 2, 1 through 10 gives breaks down our age women and aged men um being great sober grave, and temperate, sound in faith, love and patience, and for the older women to be behaved that become the develop- of uh, the exemplified behavior that becomes holiness, not false accusers, not given to wine but teachers of god and and all of this is is done so that you could be I have nine distinct qualities Just like the fruit of the spirit There are nine fruits of the spirit And these are all, these are all qualities That are supplemented to the fruit of the spirit Which is the Holy Spirit Which he charges to young men and young women To be sober love, Lovers of one another Loving children, discreet, chaste um, Keepers Of the home Good, obedient um, Obedient And then committed to their own family and so, and and so their their lives are, are their lives are charged to us. And this is Colossians chapter four, and Philemon the entire book, which is only one chapter. Um, this is a commission or a challenge to us today. <laughs> you know, we used to we make light of it by saying, you know, what would Jesus do? But no, we really need to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to look unto the Lord. To give us guidance in how to walk out our lives, amen and so that is that is very important very extremely important that we, as the body of Christ, rely on the Holy Spirit now that leads us into tonight's lesson i I wanted to understand, and this is what I want the role of reconciliation. Is, is what we've titled this lesson, The Role of Reconciliation in Thinking Like a Christian. Now listen, the Scripture goes to tell us, how can you love God who you don't see? I remember the, the the thread in all of Philemon and all of um, Colossians is that you got to love God. Faith worketh by love, the Scripture tells us. And the Bible says, "Love." The love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So, really, functioning highly in the Holy Spirit is exemplifying God's nature or God's love. God affects Himself, and if you can't represent God, whom you don't see, with people that you do see, then you've missed the message. We gotta always display what and this, this is something that all of us have struggled with as Christians to always reflect the image that we carry is uh or that we carry within on on every day basis what would Jesus do what would Jesus say how would Jesus react how would Jesus respond see when conflicts arise there are components to conflict the the the, the component of of heresy and, and, um, hearsay and heretics that were infiltrating the purity of the gospel in the context of Colossians and the, the, the um, the conflict of interpersonal relationships with only and Philemon are are examples of the different types of conflict that we all deal with on a daily day basis. And, and, but they all come from the same, uh, uh source, if you will, and they all have the same uh issues underlying uh, and that's why we can parallel Colossians with Philemon, and that's what you're supposed to do if you're a scholastic leader. You need to be able to uh with the different books of the Bible be able to convey God's intention by reflecting on the the, the themes that emphasize his intent from book to book because all of them came capitalized. Some portion of a revelation that is needed to fulfill the other you're gonna you're gonna need to understand and that's why I love the brilliance of that statement of in Philemon that the communication of thy faith might be made effectual for every good thing that's in you that has been committed to you through the authority of your obedience and compliance to what you've been taught by the Apostles and then in in Colossians, your obedience is a vivid display of your retention of the Word of God and how you reverence the will of God and your your ability to establish your mentality based on who you are in Christ, so your identity and and your and 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 your your actions are all governed by a state in your soul. That that is able to handle external and internal conflicts. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, here are components of t- conflicts, five components. Number one, offense. You're offended at something. Right, the scripture tells us that Onimus was unprofitable to Philemon when he was working with him as a slave. We don't know the, the intricacies of how in-depth, but we know at this point if Paul has to come, and, and send a letter while he's in prison to receive uh, Onimus back as uh, as a representative of God to believe in that that was a deep-seated offense. Or it could have been a defense. Somewhere in, in, the, in the book, of course, you know, with the different types of traditions, what's happening in Colossians, uh, people are suggesting that you worship angels, that you respect holidays. That you that you touch, taste, and handle things because they mean something to some tradition passed down from a, a from a cultural um, bit of of of, of a, a, a normality. Do you get what I'm saying? So you're either operating in offense defense, or you're reacting to some action that was committed, or you're responding uh, uh, to something. That is or either that is something that has produced results as well. So you got offense, number one, defense, number two, reaction, number three, response, number four, and results. Because something took place. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now I'm going deep in this and of course, you know, this is this is a truncated version. Of course you can get the book at a later date. And I go through this and I expand this to really dealing with handling conflicts God's way. Listen, you're not gonna be able to exemplify God, and this is what we have going on in the church. You you see people having a form of godliness but no of power that's effectual because they don't have a love for God. You can't you can't fake God's love. You can't fake God's nature. Do you get what I'm saying? And the reason why is because there's some component of conflict that needs to be eradicated. See, in Christ, all of that is fulfilled and and healed through love. And he's letting you know faith functions that is best in love. Your walk with the Holy Spirit functions that is best in love, being rooted and grounded in love that you might be able to comprehend with all the saints Ephesians suggest to us, all written by Paul. And Colossians reinforces this, that you might know the will of God, that you might align your hearts to obey. Why? Because the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart. You can know things by the love of God. You can know the depth, the height, the length and the of, of his insights because he can trust you because you love him. You love him. And when you love him, you can see the components of conflict that not only that you deal with, but also with the people that you interact. And then when you're going through something and you see that y'all are not connecting and y'all are not committing to one another and the covenant is being altered or challenged, you can say, what is happening that's causing offense, defense, reaction, responses, or results that are contrary to the mandate of reconciliation? Do you hear what I'm saying? All right, so the components of Christian conflicts are resolved in the mandates or the orders which com- that we are commanded to obey. And it is obedience that releases. See, the Bible says if you love me, you're going to do what I say. You're going to do. How does this work? You got to do what God says. I always say, you got to love what he loves. You got to hate what he hates. You got to live like he lives, but ultimately you got to do what he did. And Jesus was able to look at people who were crucifying him, who praised him at one point and said, "Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." And then a week later, say, "Crucify him, and stone him, and beat him." And he said, "Father, forgive them, because they know not me."
1: Defies
0: the shame. Do you get what I'm saying? Why? Because he he could recognize the components of conflict that were preventing them to see in the nature that he had provided. Of course, it would not be seen until it was fully fully in effect after his resurrection from the dead. So it's very important that we we really experience the resurrected life. Okay. Now these components cause these moments, mandates mandates so or these orders or compliance to obey, to, to, to display itself in one, the reflection of Christ in our life. How do we reflect Christ in our life? In our actions, in our words, and in our deeds. That means Jesus got to be seen in you beyond what, not only with what you say, but in how you act, believe, and ca- characterize yourself. Do you get what I'm saying? A, B, C. Or actions, words, and deeds. Do you know what I'm saying? Motive is everything to God. So the mandate for life suggests that in him was the life, and the life was the light of man, and darkness comprehended it not. So you got to hate darkness. Walk in children of the light. Walk as in the day. In other words, be open before the Lord to, by always relying upon the Holy Spirit to show you what Jesus would do in action, word, and deed. And then also maintaining peace, which is relying upon the Holy Spirit to release his nature in your behalf at all times. How? You maintaining a work of spiritual environment. You maintaining spiritual esteem, and you maintaining selfless ambition. She so got to eradicate that. Got to let it go, you know. And I mean, eradicating that, not maintaining it, but you want to let it go. These the, the, these are mandates to live and to stay in peace. Grace and peace be multiplied through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear? It's not just a salutation. It's a charge, an admonition to, to, main, uh, to, to uh, exemplify your obedience at all times, at all times. And this is why we pray, and this is why we're constantly reflecting and renewing our minds to always allow the Holy Spirit to assist us on how to maintain that peace that surpasses all understanding. Do you get what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And then there is the, the mandate of grace. Grace is 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 a merited favor, it, but it's also the ability to endure your thorn in the flesh, the ability to empower, in spite in spite of opposition, and then the ability to encourage your heart and encourage one another. Do you get what I'm saying? Then also the mandate of forgiveness. Now the mandate of forgiveness is is one. It is the expectation of God for you to remember how much Christ forgave you. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all hear what I'm saying? It It is the expectation of God for you to remember how much God has forgave you. Secondly, it is the expectation to resolve your issues and conflicts, whether the opposition accepts or rejects your resolve. So what I'm saying to you is this. No matter what that opposition, whether somebody else has, uh, has been uh, offended or they come under defense or they have reacted or they have, do y'all get what I'm doing? I'm giving a pattern. See, preachers, let me tell y'all something. They don't know, and they won't know until you spell it out. See, because we got offenses, defenses, reactions, responses, and results. And see, all of them affect people. And no matter how much they do affect people when that happens, because as long as we are in this flesh, we're going to have conflict. It says in this world you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And so the the expectation from God, because he's forgiven you, you should be able to resolve it. Because God went through extensive, uh, showing extensive mercy. Hallelujah! Oh, bless His name. But he He went through extensive mercy to see to it that when He look at you, He don't see you, but He see the sacrifice Jesus made so that He could see you in nothing but love. And if He did that, looking past your faults and seeing what you need and showing you the same. Same compassion and loyalty that he has with Jesus to your life, you should be able to display that unconditional love to someone else, whether they receive it or not. Thirdly, the it is the expectation to resist all forms of immaturity uh, by conveying the superiority of Christ. Now, why do I say that? Because one of the things that you're going to see is is, is how silly. How silly the enemy wants to keep you stuck in the fence. And what extent he will do to keep you out of maintaining spiritual superiority and maturity, which simply means I will allow the Holy Ghost to help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. And it is the expectation. It is the expectation. These are mandates or orders of Obedience when you say I obey God when you say that God is Lord Over my life you you what you Are saying is God says you are Lord of my life I can overcome Conflict by recognizing Whether I'm in offense, Defense reaction response or Results I will maintain Your life in my actions Words and deeds I will maintain Your peace with spiritual Environment with spirituality And selfless or sinless. Living, do you know what I'm saying And then I will operate In your favor Your unmerited favor or your Ability to endure Your ability to empower And your ability to Encourage one another Do you hear what I'm saying And through that I will maintain through obedience a reflection to, or, or resolve to remember I've been forgiven, so I will remember how much you forgave me. I will resolve the issues and conflicts whether the opposition rejects my resolve, and I will resist all forms of immaturity so that I can say, convey the superiority of Christ being in me. Now, it is the exact expectation of God for you to also be reliant upon the word of God to submit to the authority and the attitude and behavior and communication of the Holy Spirit. Because it is the Holy Spirit that enables you to live the Christian life. Do y'all get what I'm saying? And number five is the mandate of reconciliation. Now, two, I'm not going to give you all the ministries, but one of the only ministries that God gives Christians is reconciliation. You know, we we always highlight gifts that he sent so that unity could take place in the church. He gave gifts to men. He descended or he raised from the dead. Do you hear what I'm saying? He raised from the dead. So that we can have a right to his life. You get what I'm saying? Or to the quality of life which he believes is best for us. But through that, he also gave us a responsibility to reflect the image that we carry within with with some elements. And that's what I want to talk about for the rest of this lesson. And this is where we come to the meat of the message. Now I gave you a lot of information about conflict because a lot of people want to say oh you know i'm stuck in this and listen you can choose to go to a couch and sit down and let somebody hear your story but you're still going to have to resolve that the components of conflict will not stop you from exemplifying the nature of the lord jesus and that means you're going to have to really study how jesus acted and interacted with people and and see to it and see how the holy spirit helps you Maintain that focus, so you can achieve it in your own life and listen, no matter who how who is the conduit to help you through the process, it's going to be the power of the Holy Spirit that's going to enable you to live or to enact that 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 manner of living superior than the world, so you're going to have to trust the Holy Spirit to another level and it came out the holy Spirit I said one of the things that changed the the um, the whole approach to the Holy Spirit for me, not for everybody else, but for me, one of the things that changed my approach to the Holy Spirit, one of the things that changed my approach to the Holy Spirit was the mandate or the revelation that the Holy Spirit is the intelligence of God. In other words, the Bible says, "Who has the, the let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ or the Spirit of the Lord Jesus? Who thought it about robbery to eat be equal with God? Made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of fashion of a man, he humbled himself. Humility will only come with real, authentic humility. Will come with the resolve." To reflect the image that you carry within. In other words, because you know Jesus did a work on you, you're gonna have compassion for other people because you know what it took. Just for you to have a little more Jesus. <laughs> so, so in this, 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 not only is is this just a mandate of obedience, but the scripture lets us know this is a ministry.
1: Reconciliation as a ministry. All right? Hallelujah. Now, praise God. Now, why is reconciliation so important? I'm glad you asked. Let's look at the word. Uh, and, and this is where we get into some stuff. Repent, Acts
0: 3.19. Repent, then turn to God, so that your sins may be wipe out, and the times of refreshing may come from the Lord. All right? Colossians 3.13. Bear each, other's, bear each other and forgive one another. And if any of you have any grievance among someone Forgive as the Lord also forgave you. All right. Ephesians 4.23. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. Hebrews 12.14. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Luke seventeen three. So watch yourselves. If your brothers or your sisters sin against you, rebuke them and and if they repent, forgive them.
1: Okay. Luke twenty-three, uh,
0: verse thirty-four. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And they're divided up the clothes when they cast the lot. Okay? Matthew five twenty-four. Leave your gift. There in front of the altars, and first go and be reconciled, or get everything right with them, and then come and offer your gift. Romans five ten. Now these are things that we should do to reconcile. These are what words word says. I'm just giving you scriptures, and you can you can find the top five that you like and apply it to your life. <laughs> Glory to God, I'm giving you more than five. It says in Romans gives a real, the greatest appeal to reconciliation as a ministry. For if while ye were in God's enemies were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall ye be saved through his life? So if Jesus' life is in you, that that ability to reflect the image that you carry within should be vividly displayed in your behavior, in your character, and in your um your actions. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, for if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, the people of God, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? In other words, this is this is the reality. Our being able to change our lives should be able to show God's love uh, 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 and be able to change someone else's life. Do Y'all get what I'm saying? Reconciliation is a ministry because Jesus can show off Every attribute and every strive, effort of, you can, every selfless act, every sinless act, every soulish act that is submitted to God's will can be seen in your submission to the Holy Spirit to obey and to display God's love to one another. You see, when you love God, you hate sin. And when you love God and you hate sin, you'll love to give. Therefore, I urge you, brother, Romans twelve two, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will be able to approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now Romans Colossians one twenty two twenty two says and through him to reconcile to himself all things was now this is a ministry whether things on earth or in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. See when you when you when you you got to understand the trust factor. The reason why you can think like a Christian is because you've been trusted. With what the Holy Spirit is committed to do. He's committed to show you who Jesus really is. He's committed to show you the truth. And he's committed to you to be a, 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 a direct conduit or a direct representation of the Lord Jesus to someone who doesn't fully know him or who has not fully developed in the nature of Christ. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your own minds by your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blame, free from what? Accusation. Matthew eighteen fifteen through 17 says, if your brothers or sisters sin, you go to them. Point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if you, they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the entire church or tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Avoid them. You get what I'm saying? So you got to know that sometimes if people may not uh, always comply, but that doesn't change what you do when you're operating out of God's love. All things is from God who have reconciled us through himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. So the, reason, the way you display reconciliation to the world is by not counting their sins against them. And he was committed to us the message of reconciliation. We as therefore Christ's ambassadors as through God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled first to God. God made him who had knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become like the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So, in other words, we've got to re- re- resolve to obey God. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us as if we have to restore one another through not holding their offenses or their sins against them. And then we have to relate with one another with the reality of our redemption, reflecting on what Jesus did on the cross through his blood to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness so we can live right and live holy, not only before God, but before one another. Reconciliation is a ministry ministry Christ committed to mature believers, why did he commit this ministry to us because christ's ministry or uh, uh, Christ's commitment to the ministry of reconciliation uh, was he was confident he was confident in two areas he was confident in our ability to reflect his love, resolve conflict, and to restore one another that was the first he was reflect, he was confident in our ability. Why? Because in the flesh, he felt the feelings of our infirmities, and he overcame every obstacle that we have to deal with and face as a man in the flesh. And then secondly, hallelujah, glory to God. He was committed. He committed the ministry of reconciliation to believers because he was confident in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, the reason why he's confident in our abilities is because he's equipped us with his abilities. The Holy Spirit is whom he sent. He said, "Listen, don't go anywhere until you're endued with power from on high." It is the Holy Spirit that enables us to live the Christian life. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and it's, it's the Holy Spirit that helps us resolve conflicts. It's the Holy Spirit in which we learn to embrace, equip, experience, express, expose, and encourage each other. But the Holy, the relationship with the Holy Spirit will, will evolve when the reality of the Holy Spirit is submitted to. Submitted to. How do we submit? We open our hearts to be exposed by the Holy Spirit to search our hearts. And try us and see if there be any wicked way in us and lead us to the way everlasting. Isn't that how I started off the lesson? You got to reflect on the image that you carry within. You got to repent. You got to renew your mind. You got to think like a Christian. And the only way you can think like a Christian is that you think like the Holy Spirit. So you have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit so He can show you. What your thinking is versus God's thinking, and then you adapt
1: to God's thinking, and then God's thinking becomes your thinking. A lot of the revelations that I get,
0: especially when I'm teaching the Word of God and studying the Word of God, is I find out that my thinking and God's thinking are drastically different every time. When I'm studying, I'm thinking I'm going to conclude one way, and the Lord gives me another type of of, of direction to conclude in. Because he shows me my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your thoughts. As far as the heavens are, so are my ways with your ways. But come, set your mind on things above where I'm seated. And the Holy Spirit helps us see what we do not see. He helps us say what we cannot say. And he helps us get over the things that keeps us stuck. He's solution-oriented by nature. He continues the truth that we need to know. And so our relationship with the Holy Spirit will evolve so that the reality of the Holy Spirit will enhance our capacity to receive wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the will of God. It is, and then it will enlighten us to be sensitive and sanctify completely in our hearts to the Lord. And then it will equip us with the grace to obey and to overcome the tendency to rely on self-effort and ambi- ambition. We've got to relinquish our rights to Christ. And then it will encourage us to endure trials and tribulations with knowing our outcome and our our temporary situations don't out change the outcome which we are assured we will overcome we have overcome thanks be unto God, who always causes us to triumph in Christ and not only is it an encouragement or it equips us or it enlightens us or enhances us, but it enforces the will of God for the next generation and until we resolve to be the light and the solvent as the church and to think like Christians, the next generation will never see
1: a pattern to which they can conform and obey. We got to think like Christians. Did y'all get the
0: message? Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. A lot of information. A lot of information. Now, Holy Spirit, we commit to a greater association with you.
1: And and in that, we want to receive an intimacy so that we, precious spirit of the living God, can see bigger pictures and show the world why we're the better because we have you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us, not only externally, but also internally, so that we can walk out this life right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, and we give you glory. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. I enjoyed myself teaching this series, and I think um, in the coming days, and for a little bit, I'm going to... Keep at this three the Lord is um challenging me to to um get this message out a little a little more intense and he's he's provoking me to something uh greater we got some more stuff we got to study y'all, and I got to get it out hallelujah um thank you, Lord Jesus, praise you Lord, thank you, Lord, for your presence thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Glory to your name. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. All right, praise the Lord. Okay, you'll you hear me Continue praise because I cannot praise him enough. He's worthy of all the praise, all the praise. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Let's think like Christians, y'all, Amen. And I trust that whatever you set your hands to do, you will do because greater is he that lives within you than he that's within the world. This is Levon Breland, founder of Urban Glory Campaign, host of this program. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Think Like Christmas. God bless you. Keep listening and keep tuning in. We've got some more information for you in the times and
1: the days ahead. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening.